Paul Stenhouse, good morning. Good morning, Jack. Um, good news for our parents heading into the school holidays this morning. We have a couple of um, kid-related news items. Microsoft's Edge browser, which I've got to be honest, I never use, is rolling out a kid's edition. Well, you probably should use it. I, I, so here's something crazy. Microsoft, right? Mm. Browser. Mm. I use it on my Mac every day. Do it's you? actually really good. Yeah, I do. But it's what's really wrong with good. Google Chrome? So Google Chrome, um, it kind of hogs a bit of your RAM, and it can sometimes just be a bit of a bit of a dog, really, to run. And so Microsoft Edge is built on the same technology as Chrome, but is sort of like a rebuilt, reimagined version. It's actually quite snappy and quite good. If you haven't tried it, I actually highly recommend. But what's exciting about Microsoft's Edge browser is that they've, you know, these days you've got your laptop there, you pass it to a kid or a young person in your family. Um, you don't know what they're going to do with with the internet. Uh, and so this is a new um, kind of mode, I guess you can put it into, which is a kid's mode. And it will only let the kids visit approved websites. Um, and the Windows version of it actually locks the browser. So it's the only thing the kid can access. They can't go off and um, open up any other programs or anything like that. The Mac version is not quite so locked down. Um, but basically the kids can only visit, well, when it launches, you get 70 websites. Right. It's sort of like an allowed list, but then you can add different websites to it that you might want them to visit. Um, but it also has the Bing search engine, which is the Microsoft search engine, um, but it's all really locked down so that, you know, certain results and things will never come up. Yeah. Um, yeah. for your kids to browse, um, which is obviously a good thing. But then if they want to browse a site that isn't on the approved list, it comes up with a screen and they can you can just enter your password. So it's kind of a nice bit of peace of mind, really. It's like, you know, if you're, if you're handing over a device and you're a little sceptical, I guess it's, uh, it means that they, they can't go finding uh, certain content on the internet no. very easily. Yeah. yeah. Okay, makes sense. Well, because... Uh well, because even like the news and stuff these days, like you know, can be pretty rough. You look at the yeah. news. Yeah, you look at the news in the United States, and there's it's very People easy to shot. find yeah. a video of yes, yeah, literally someone being shot to death. Mm. Um, so no, know, no, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Something to keep okay. around. And Netflix has some kids updates as well. Yeah, because of course, and this is something we forget about, kids, not all kids can read. <laughs> and yeah. so you need to think about that when you're creating an app that you want to be kid focused. And so Netflix is actually making their, their app for their kid, for the, the kids profile a lot more visual. So uh, some of the shows that uh, are on there, they'll have more photos and more pictures of the characters on there so that they recognize the show based on the characters. So just little things like that, uh, that people are starting to pay attention to when you've got an audience that's a little bit younger. Yeah. And hey, Spotify has introduced a thing it's calling the car thing. It's a new kind of device, <laughs> or thing. we're calling the car thing. That's the official name. It's known as the car thing because it's kind of hard to describe what it is, really. It's sort of a dedicated screen in your car for Spotify. Um I'm struggling to see the point of mm. it, but I also kind of like it. I'm really torn about it. So it's the whole idea is that, you know, if, you've, if you're buying a brand new car, you've got all those CarPlay and Apple, uh, Android Auto and all these other kind of ways to play music and connect and all these sorts of things. But some of the older cars don't have quite those same options. And so what this is doing is it's using your phone. You've got to have Spotify Premium. So your phone is the connection to the internet. Yeah. You plug your phone in either using the aux cable or through Bluetooth. Yeah. And then you connect your phone via Bluetooth to the car thing. And what it does is it frees up your hands and puts a nice big display dedicated to your music 
on your dash. Yeah, right. Cool. So you can, it's got a big knob on the side of it to kind of make, uh, you know, navigating through it quite easy, like a big volume control type thing. Uh, it's got some physical buttons on there to jump to your favorite uh, playlists and things yeah. like that. But the thing that is a bit weird about it is that it really is the same as mounting your phone on your dash. Right. Because right. you have to have your phone in order to use the car thing. Yeah. But I guess it is a more hands-free way of using Spotify because you can also, if you're using the car thing, say, hey, Spotify, play me my right. Discover Weekly, and it will play that for you. So it's a, it's a nice little idea. Uh, I think Spotify is still trying to work out what they want to do with it, though, um, or how they're going to price it because it's only available in the United States at the moment, and it's basically free. Right. You just have to pay the shipping. So. I think yeah. that says a little bit too about, you know, what the car thing is. But if you're a big Spotify user and you've got an older vehicle, it might be something you, you want to take a look at when it arrives on the New Zealand shores. Nice.